hopefully it'll just go live. Mm -hmm. And then if it gets weird, I have headphones. Hello, hello. Happy Hi. Monday. Happy Monday. And it's sunny. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Hello. Thank you for joining us for a cup of coffee in the community. Yeah, it's good to be here. Amazing. And you just joined the community like last week, right? Yeah, I, just, I literally found, I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Clicked on your um, your page, looked at it, thought, yeah, I'm going to join that. So it was, I think, Thursday or some late in the week. Yeah, I loved your introduction with your dog, um, Archie. That was yeah. fun. And our, my dog, Chase, will comes in and out. Like, he just randomly appears in podcasts at the worst <laughs> moment. So we'll just see what happens. We'll just see what happens. Okay. So, Andrea, I wanted to get to know you a little bit more and find out because we have very similar uh, career paths. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you want to tell us what, a little bit about what you do? Um, so, well, I can I can take you through a career path very briefly. Yep. So I spent 25 plus years in corporate life working for people like Tesco, BP, um, John Lewis, etc., and um, so 20 plus years as an HR and training manager as a, in corporate world and very stressful job looking after 800 people on a site. Very, very, it's 24-7 operation. What I found I was doing was spending so much time on HR type things, employment law, um, discipline and grievances. And whilst, you know, Initially, I went into HR because it was very people orientated. The job got very depressing because all I seemed to do was be a hat. They called me the hatchet woman because <clears throat> all, all I seemed to do was sack people or discipline them. And after seven years, it becomes, you know, it, it's very hard to because I'm, a, I'm an empath, <clears throat> very strong empath, very intuitive. And to try and walk away emotionally is very difficult because you're you're playing with people's lives okay they shouldn't have done what it was in the first place but you are affecting somebody's life their their you know their um kids their families their livelihood so one of the things i was passionate about and always have been even you know when i left school was inspiring and developing others i absolutely loved it so what I did is I eventually walked away from my highly paid senior management management job and set up my own business and I have never looked back. So when I first started, it was 18 years ago. So when I first started, I set up as an HR consultant because that's what I know and a training consultant and worked for some big players like Capita, Reed, um, had my own clients uh, as well and over the last say 10 years it's like metamorphosized I've worked I've moved away I let the HR stuff go probably about eight nine years ago and really concentrated on personal development but coaching so I became a qualified coach in 2009 absolutely love it with a passion Still do my training because I've got some key clients that have, I've worked with for years and years. But um, 
really, really get um, inspiration from, you know, hearing people's stories, helping them with things like anything from like confidence, lack of confidence of self-esteem, the imposter syndrome. And I got really heavily into emotional intelligence, NLP and like behavioral change. So when lockdown hit, most of my work was face to face, um, apart from my coaching. And it hit me, you know, really badly because I couldn't go into businesses and do what I would normally do and visit people and consult and design and deliver face-to-face -face training courses. So I've spent lockdown really um, transitioning my business from face-to-face -to, -face to uh, online. But in the last, well, three months, I've been pivoting my business to work with female career professionals, people who are either lost, stuck, don't know their purpose, lack of confidence, lack of clarity, don't know where they're going. I've been there so many, I've been there two or three times, like at a crossroads, don't know where I'm going, don't know what I want to do, don't know how to go and get it. And so I have engaged um coaches all along my 18 years working uh, for myself and uh, yeah I thought well there's probably people out there that I can really help yeah. um, and two years ago I actually became a, an author in my own right so I published a self-help book all about confidence authenticity the imposter syndrome the limiting beliefs so that has really led me to this transition and um, I'm so excited to like to move forward and, and help, you know, some amazing, amazing people. And, and you know, I've started that journey and, and the testimonials I've had so far have been phenomenal. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. Excited for the future. Well done. That's, a, that's yeah. an incredible pivot. Um, a couple of times, really. Mm. Yeah. 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 So our stories are very similar because okay. I was sort of training for a major international airline. And when I was repatriated, I chose to come back to the UK because I'm Canadian, but my but there was a recession in Canada, so it was better to come back here. And I was offered uh, work by Orange pre-flotation. So back in the early days of, of uh, uh, Orange uh, oh. to set up their training and also Disney, uh, Disney in the UK. So... Okay. So I set up uh, set up their quality standards and so on, and and so so they were my first two clients, and it was a lot of fun. And I didn't intend to start a business; I just had two major corporations that, mm. that uh, were giving me work, and and then it mushroomed, and then it just went on, and that's over twenty five years ago. Wow! Well done, you. Yeah, <laughs> it's been great. It's been it's been really great. It's been it's been fantastic. Uh, we have a lot of the same clients. Um, I would have I would have worked with people just like yourself uh, in in HR. It would have been my my stakeholders and connections in in corporations. But you know, I was in the same boat with uh, 2020 because you know, again, I, not only I, not only do I run conferences for large audiences, but yeah. I also had to travel, right? So I would go and do my typical work was to go 
uh, travel to somewhere and then gather everybody in the region. You know, I might go to somewhere like mm -hmm. Malaysia and then get everybody in the okay. hemisphere together for a conference, that kind of thing. Obviously, we couldn't do that. We couldn't mix corporation or mix um, uh, regions and so on. So, so that all had to stop. But I have always been a career and confidence coach anyway, um, as part of okay. a part of my working with with clients, which is why I say we have so much in common. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. So, also, really, how how Ryan and I um, started confidence through cabaret because we uh, so. Uh, Ryan is a cabaret artist full time or was, but of course, COVID shut down all of the mm -hmm. live venues. Uh, and I uh, do cabaret and aerial. Uh, I'm an aerial dancer as well. Are you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So that's my that's my very serious hobby, as in, you know, I spend a lot of my time doing that. Uh, whenever I have time or whenever I wasn't traveling. So, so confidence through cabaret is so much about, you know, I, like we started talking about, you know, the skill set that I have that you've described as well around, you know, helping people overcome their self-sabotage and, mm. and, and, and really, you know, I mean, NLP was my, my, just my love and passion for, for such a long time. Um, you know, back in the days when, when Richard Bandler was very active and oh, so on. I know. Yeah, he's my hero. <laughs> for those who I, I actually used to work for the company, uh, which was owned by Paul McKenna. Uh, really? One, yeah. So for those of you who are watching that are not familiar with NLP, that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. We've talked about that lots of times on our podcasts and lives about what that is, but it's it's kind of our neural pathways and how we program uh, languages and experiences, and then the the presupposition that you can reprogram that is in a nutshell. But we. So, so, uh, so when we started looking at confidence through cabaret, we sort of said, look, I have so much training and, and coaching experience and Ryan has so much, um, cabaret experience as mm -hmm. a producer and, and performer and drag artist and burlesque dancer and so on. And so when we started talking about the, the realities of cabaret, because I've only been doing it for about five years, I'm a little bit more. Uh, I guess aware of, you know, it's because it's new to me of, mm -hmm. of what the staples of cabaret are. And for me, what I learned as a, I'm going to say a woman, but it's not only women because everybody um, fits and every age fits. But, but as a woman, what I learned is that I, although I was running really big conferences and I'm all over the room uh, as me showing up, in a stage and in, that includes, I mean, this is our stage, right? Talking yeah. on Facebook. So, so uh, me showing up uh, as me terrified me. Like That's interesting because I'm the same. Yeah. I can stand up in front of huge audiences at mm -hmm. speaking events, at conferences. When I'm training, I walk into yeah. a company I've never been and, and, and I can just train. Yeah. But, but, when it's me, mm -hmm. if someone said stand up and talk about you, I have the same sort of like I don't know what it is and why my my, my mindset sh shifts slightly. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, and I think that's true for a lot of us. You know, I think I think, um, and that's why. We, so we talk in, in in confidence vocabulary. We talk about lifelines. So we have personal life, work life, and stage life. Okay. About starting from where you're strong and starting from what you where you do feel comfortable. So for us, our our comfort zone might be predominantly around work life and you know feeling really good there. Like we know who we are, we know what our voice is, we know how to present. We and we and we we can channel that confidence so easily. 
But then for some people in a, in their in their personal life, it's not that same way. You know, they, they couldn't feel comfortable walking into a, a party and, you know, or they couldn't, or they couldn't talk about themselves. You know, and my worst question is when people say, tell me something interesting about you. And I think, oh, do you know, I can't, I, I it's hard to think of something. Um, and especially if it can't include your, your children or your, or your work, it's like, there's nothing interesting. And yet I'm a pole dancer and a burlesque dancer. And wow. yet I worked for the Commonwealth and met Commonwealth heads uh, like Rajiv Gandhi and, you know, royalty. And, you know, I could talk about any of those things, but I never think of that. I always think, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interesting. I have nothing to say. So when I went to Cabaret, I found out that I, my issue is not taking up space and owning space, just feeling really comfortable in that big space. Uh, and I also learned that I don't express my own voice. I express because I also am an empath. So I also express what I feel comfortable for my audience. So I'm always connected to that. And so okay. I don't really think about what do I need or how do I feel? I'm not comfortable in that zone. And so learning to find your voice and then express or share your message, which is for me the third element of, of cabaret that really are the staples. And then we started talking about this and said, actually, that applies to everything in life. Because I have a yeah. lot of friends who say, I'm really comfortable in my personal life, but I, I can't get heard in my work life. I never feel like an, a, a, like an expert or I never feel... I never feel like I know what I'm talking about. And 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 so it's it's really um that's why we talk about the three lifelines, because there usually be somewhere where we're comfortable or more comfortable and somewhere where mm. we're less comfortable. Yeah. Right. So so for a lot of people, they're really comfortable in their work life, they're really comfortable in their personal life. And then you ask them to go on Facebook Live and they go, Nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Clubhouse is another one. I'm kind of becoming renowned for, I like to run small rooms where there's maybe about 15 people and we all share and it's very informal. And the number of people who say, this is the first room I've ever felt comfortable to just say something in. And we can't, if you haven't been in Clubhouse before, you can't see people, right? There's no video oh. and there's no, there's no messaging chat. It's live. And it's just like this, audio only. Okay. So, so Ooh. to me, it's like risk-free because I can't see you. <laughs> but there's a lot of people who say, no, I can't speak up because uh, people will know. And, and it's, it's, so it's a very interesting thing about where we're comfortable and where we're not comfortable. Mm. You know, and that's where Confidence Through Cabaret really kind of came from was just that, that whole side of, okay, so how do we channel confidence and how can we use something that's really fun and really unique, yeah. like cabaret? <laughs> like, I mean, it. You know, I, I, I'm okay now. I do this all the time now with you know things like body tracing and you know and and just you know. Feel, uh, but I couldn't do that when I first started cabaret. I could I could not have used my hand on my face or my arm and just done body tracing. That would have been so uncomfortable because I didn't own my space as mm. me, right? But now I could do body tracing pretty much anywhere. You know, it's, it's very comfortable. And it's not about showing off. It's about me being comfortable in my space. In your, in your skin as well. That's the other thing. Like, why are you not comfortable in your own skin? Why are you not being authentic to you? That's the question I ask people. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, kind of like how I want to be. So if my body isn't how I want it to be, then I can't love it how it is. And actually, that's that's not true, of course. No, 
So what's mm, the most common answer that you get when, when you say that, when you ask that question about why you're not comfortable in your own skin? Um, well, I suppose because a lot of the time um, it's what they're telling themselves. So a lot of it is limiting beliefs that they've brought with them, you know, from some way where in the past that they haven't recognised that they've brought with them and they're carrying that baggage and it's yeah. affecting them. So that's usually um, where it's come from. Or, you know, people say, oh, I can't do that. But that's limiting, that's the barrier again, you know, why, why, what's stopping you? Oh, I look stupid. So it all usually comes down to something that's happened, an experience, or someone's told them they're stupid or, you, you know, you can't sing or you can't dance and, and it's limited their future. Um, but it's interesting because when I'm, uh, often when I'm working with clients, I use actors and actresses. Um, in you know because it's so powerful yeah um because you know the it really helps the engage the learner um because they just have to be themselves you're yeah. not asking them to to become you know a, a thespian <laughs> and that and that's what often when we're doing you know um practical exercises and rock once well, i want to call it role plays because people say i don't do role plays yeah. um as soon as you say that they freak yeah but then they're just themselves if you're the manager you act as the manager as you would in any workplace scenario and using acting you know is really because they see because we you know you can play around with it you can use it as a you know a uh, stop start like a tv you know a pause and yeah. go back and try it again it's just amazing it so it i can is. imagine i can really imagine how cabaret my goodness that's that the impact of that is mind-blowing yeah. yeah yeah absolutely. and what's really funny because i also use actors in in my in my training world uh i uh, i use a lot of, of different agencies and and so different agencies might have different policies around, you know, do you meet the actors as themselves and so on. But the actors very often don't want to meet the delegates in a training course as themselves. And yes. I've asked that same question of them. So they, they always mm -hmm. say, oh, it, it, it ruins the mystery, you know, because they believe my character that they worked with all day and they might, you know, they usually start off with a bad scene and then they get yes. coached and they get better and and so on and they give feedback and so, and so it's and so it's wonderful but they say oh but it ruins the mystery but actually if you're going to work on a one-to-one -one basis and i'm going to say i'm the actor and i'm going to i'm going to help you role play your situation with your member of staff that won't show up or whatever then i still have to be myself to talk to you to get a feel for what that situation is mm. and they're okay in that situation they'll talk to people as themselves these actors but if you actually ask them to come to the front of the room and introduce themselves as themselves mm. most of them won't now that's, that's very true actually yeah and it's yeah. funny it's really funny now i i because i've worked with some of them for I, i'm gonna say decades then i, I they will do it because they trust me and they know that i won't do it but they wouldn't at first and i mm. i had a few complaints actually if i'm honest where they would go back to the agency and say she made us introduce ourselves we don't do that and I was like, Okay, but let's talk about why. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's interesting because you wouldn't think an actor would have that same thing. 
Well, I suppose that you know, I've actually interviewed some people and said exactly asked the same sort of question. And I suppose they're so used to getting into a zone, you know, becoming somebody else. So they're then not authentic, are they? Because they then portray themselves as that character. And actually um, did a lot of work with a big global company. And the, the, the course was called Presence and Impact. And I worked with an actress and she's been on stage, TV, etc. And it was amazing because we used to unpick the onion, so to speak, in the first day. So get them to present themselves first thing in the morning and observe. Then unpick the onion, you know, go deep, do some NLP, some coaching, limiting beliefs with them. And then on the second day, we'd send them off on the, on the first evening or the second evening and say to them, We're, we want you to present tomorrow. So a 10, 15 minute presentation on this subject. But we're going to ask you to do it as your CEO or your director, your board director, whatever. And the the unbelievable transformation in that person stood up as their CEO or director was amazing because they're thinking, well, I'm standing here as, you know, Joe Bloggs or whatever, not myself. And the character, everything they oozed impact gravitas it was just unbelievable yeah so yeah i love that i love that so much because we can do that um mm. it is still authentically ourselves because if you listen to any actor like i'm gonna say like tom hanks kind of caliber you know oh. uh, they'll say oh no there's some of me in that do you know there, there can't mm. not be some of me in that so i'm portraying that character from the characteristics of myself. So, and I, and I am playing a different character, but you know, I wouldn't say those things, but it's informed by parts of me. So the first thing that, that we did when we started Confidence Through Cabaret, when we started this community was a, a challenge that is still, still should be in the events section. It's changed mm -hmm. to be lit units section. I, I believe it's event section, but you'll find the, uh, the, all of the videos in the workbook in there. And it, it was called um, uh, the all caps challenge and all caps stood for character, avatar or persona. So oh. channeling your inner cabaret artist, what is their character? What do they have to say? And how do you express that? Mm. So we started off with, with some of those kind of exercises around, you know, using the mirror and so on. And what's interesting, and you'll know this from your imposter work, is that, that our imposter voice is, 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 is a part of us, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's one part of us that talks to us and says, oh, don't do that. You don't know what you're doing or whatever it says to you. And then, and then we talk about, so what's another part of you that is strong, fierce, capable, all you know certain and how can you use that voice to overcome the imposter voice and so that's another characteristic or a set of characteristics inside of you and so and so we we started off by playing with that and kind of that you know who's what's that fierceness in you so when 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 you're when you're a cabaret or aerial uh performer you'll very often be wearing heels um, heels did you say Heels. Yeah. I wear nine heels. inch high heels. Yeah. Nine inch. I couldn't walk. <laughs> I feel 
I feel, I didn't actually know that I felt short until I put on heels. My first pair, I think, were seven, seven inches. And I just was like, I'm tall and I'm present and I, and, and it was just a pair of shoes. But wow. we use those kind of things as, you know, those kind of props. And we all do it. We all use our props, right? I always have my pink lipstick. Everybody in the community knows I have my pink lipstick. It's just mm -hmm. a staple, right? And so and so we use different things as a way of making us feel. I, I use my power suits when I'm going into corporations. Yeah. It, it's not, it's, it, I mean, yes, it's the right image. Yes, it connects with, you know, credibility and the things that you would want your, your delegates to believe. But it also makes me feel it's like mm. my stage costume. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like someone someone going in a factory and putting a uniform or a coat, you know, factory coat on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I yeah. I can understand that. So we so we so we talk a lot about you know channel those characters in you and then take so in my case take the heels off and maintain that strength and fierceness. Mm. And, and momentum and all the things that you feel when you're wearing those because you don't yeah. need those how can you channel that and so we play a lot with that and that's where confidence through cabaret came from wow so, it's, it's interesting because in in the book actually look behind me i don't know which way to move i know it's extremely <laughs> behind me is well. a copy my son had that frame for me yeah. as a present that's my book behind the mask and one the interesting thing is one of the case studies in there is working with a client years ago who had to do she had to do presentations and was scared witless and i asked her who um she would aspire to and she said grace kelly and obviously young people may not know who that is so i describe who she is and grace kelly used to wear a set of pearls yeah. and i said okay so what we're going to get you to do is to present and pretend just grace kelly so she came in very much she walked across the room you know and she had a set of pearls and she touched the pearls and the minute she did that it was like amazing you know because she she just presented with such demure confidence um and that case study is actually in in the book because if you i'm not asking you to be somebody else but if you can if you can present with the key traits and characteristics, it means you can present anywhere. I'm not asking you to be her. I'm just saying in your mindset, you are her for that moment and you're stood up. Yes. And it, it is, it was, um, as I say, you know, that's the sort of thing that I, I work with people on. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I mean that's that's all that's all really great NLP stuff as well around you know having your anchors and having those set up and mm. so um, a lot of you if you've been around for a while you'll see that I always wear um, some sort of an elastic. It's just a hair elastic. That's all. It okay. Is. It's very practical. Um, and and then at any point I can just pull my hair up. And also whenever I go somewhere where I need to pull my hair up, I never have a thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I always have an elastic around my wrist. Um, and I have done for for about five years now since I started Ariel. At first, because I just would forget it. And then your hair is all over the place and you can't mm. see and that's not a good thing to do if you're upside down and up high. So, <laughs> so uh, but now I have it because it, 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 there are, there are, it's like, it's almost like, but this represents my, you know, 
I wouldn't wear it on stage because it's, you know, just doesn't really fit. But but this represents my practice. This represents that I'm strong. This represents, and sometimes if I feel like mm, I can't do something, I can't I can't jump over that fence or whatever, then I go, no, I'm an aerial dancer. I can do this. I I and do you know what? All of a sudden, all this strength comes up, mm-hmm. and I jump or push or do whatever I need to do. And it's just that it's just that that reminder. And a couple of weeks ago, we did a live with uh, with Shannon, uh, and it will still be in the feed somewhere here in the community. But uh, Shannon's a, a, a dancer and an and actress and, and an amazing singer. Uh, and she was talking about Bob Fosse and all of the different yeah. props that he also uses a bit like the, you know, the, the pearl necklace of Grace Kelly, you know, so the hat, but not only is the hat very, you know, if you've ever watched Cabaret, the movie or all that jazz, yeah. any of those, um, mm. Bob was not only in the movies, but, but choreographed a lot of them. Then that hat was what became synonymous with Bob Fosse style dancing, but it also was to cover his bald spot because he had <laughs> really a bit like hair. Boy George. He wears yeah. those big hats, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and yeah. because he's gone bald, but absolutely. Yeah. So it can create your kind of your brand at the same time, mm. but it's also a way of kind of feeling like, okay, well, I'm safe here because that part of me is is okay, um, you know, and and I don't have to expose that unless I choose to. Um, the the difference, I guess, for me is that I would like people to be able to do that without the hat. Yes. So, so how, you know, I asked the question, if I took that away, so if we remove that, describe to me how that would make you feel, what impact that would have, um, what difference it would have, you know, in either to you inside or how do you think you'll be perceived without that hat? Yes. It's, yeah. And then, and then letting go, and that's where you get into mm. those self-limiting beliefs, right? Letting yes. go of some of those. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, this. Yeah. I love this. So, so, wh- so, if somebody's sort of saying, "Okay, yeah, I'm starting to recognize that I hold myself back," so self-limiting beliefs, then what would be the place to start? Would you say? Well, um. Well, I suppose explaining, uh, one of the other things that I find is that people don't understand the difference between a core value, which is extremely, you know, that's one thing that I think everybody should learn. What are your core beliefs? Oh, sorry, your core values. So identifying the difference between value and a belief and then identifying the things go so maybe getting them to do a timeline of some kind either five years ten years or and identifying when something they've desired or wanted to do but they stopped themselves from doing it so so what was it so the 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 barriers that have stopped you moving forward what are they Mm. um and getting them to then write down what their limiting belief is, and to date, what has it stopped you achieving? And once they recognise that, then obviously the next step, once once they've got to grips with that, then it's turning that limiting belief into a, an affirmation, a positive belief. So we're getting them to reframe that, that negative language in their mind into a positive, powerful statement. And, and I just finished working with a... <clears throat> a finance director who 
came to me for you know CV guidance and and interviewing skills, and it, and then we ended up going down a slut. Well, we did all that, but on top of that, he wanted some additional stuff. But one of them was confidence, and one of them was talking about these limiting beliefs. And it was very clear that I said, "Who, <laughs> who is stopping you moving forward?" And he sat there and he went, "Me." I said, exactly. <laughs> now you've recognised that. So now we've recognised that, we can work with it. Um, and one of the things I said to him is, I think you mentioned it earlier on, I said, I want you, so we're going to create your empowering belief and we're going to create some affirmations. Now, what I want you to do, so as part of your action planning, once you say this to yourself in the mirror 10 times a day, where his face just what he said i've read all these self-help books i've read loads of them and they all tell me to do stuff like that and i don't understand i don't get it why and i said because you have to do something 90 times or whatever <clears throat> to change your mindset to change your behavior but i'm asking you to do that because if you don't believe in yourself if you can't say it to yourself, how the hell are you going to go out there into the big wide world and yeah. present it to anyone else? He said, hmm. So the following week when we we had our session, I said, have you been doing that? Thinking, he'd go, no, no I couldn't do it. You know? And he said, yes, I have. I said, well, out loud, he said, I have. I said, how do you feel? He said, I feel much better. He said, I feel that I'm starting to recognise, you know, I'm stopping myself and saying what you can do, not what you can't do. Yeah. And that transition over, I worked with him for three months, was just amazing. Yeah. It's so. so rewarding to do that. And especially as you've introduced yourself as somebody who came from HR and sacking people <laughs> to being able to enable people to grow and, and flourish. That's amazing. Mm. That's yeah. Cool. It's so rewarding. Like you just yeah. said, you know, to see someone through cabaret really let go of themselves and come out of themselves and be the real you know and feel feel that buzz and that confidence yeah it is, yeah it's awesome it is awesome yeah it, it really is awesome and you know i i put a, a live in the in the community here yesterday because we were talking about you know do you ever feel like what you're doing you're not getting anywhere and you know and it, you're, you're not getting the results that you expect and so on mm. and i love the responses from uh the, the the people in the community who are saying it brings us you know new things that we weren't expecting it's a roller coaster it shines new light i love all of those things and it, and i was so excited reading them and thinking yes it's so true and then i started thinking well hold on a second though not all of us all the time feel that way no so when you feel that way you should be allowed to say, no, I feel I'm, I'm calling bullshit on this. It's not comfortable. I'm not mm. feeling good. I, because I think, you know, we have some fabulous coaches in this community. I mean, just fabulous. And they will still feel that way sometimes too. Yeah. Not in the, yeah, we all do, don't we? Personal life, but we all have times when we have setbacks or we have a, a you know, something I, I, I was coaching a coach last week, actually, uh, who had a scare with, you know, with, with, with um 
you know, possible cancer, which thankfully isn't. But, you know, I, I mean, it's those kind of things. It's those kind of conversations. And I, I shouldn't say coaching. I was, we were having a conversation and it's mm. kind of like that, okay, okay, this is going to be okay. But actually, sometimes it's not because I had breast cancer and it wasn't okay. I mean, it is I've, had, I've had it as well 10 years but, ago. We are yeah. so in sync. It's <laughs> but, but, but I think it's, I think it, we're sometimes doing ourselves a disservice to say, mm, it'll be okay. It's always okay. It's going to be okay. It is always okay. That's mm. the truth. As long as we live another day, it's always yeah. okay. And probably if we don't live another day, it's still always okay. But it's, it's that bit about sort of being able to say, not today. I'm not okay today. And, and for everybody else mm. to say, that's all right. You get to feel those feelings because you're not your feelings. Yeah. And, and I think years ago, you know, I would be beating myself up because what's wrong with you? you now, why are you feeling, you know, if I was, if I'd woke up and feeling just demotivated or worried about something. And now I have to say to myself, you're going to have these days. So just go with the flow and what, you know, either do some mindfulness. I've done Pilates this morning because I felt you know and um, go out for a walk take my beautiful dog out in the countryside whatever it takes just remove yourself because if you do that then you're you clear your mind you come back more positive and refreshed yeah but but yes yeah, so many people and me included you know I have to talk to myself and say you have the right to have an off day or a bad day you cannot be buzzing and you know smiley and cheerful all the time and um, because you know that you wouldn't be you wouldn't be human would you <laughs> no no and uh, you know I, i've been really honest in in this community and and in lots of people's podcasts about you know that bit about being very busy i before covid i was very busy all of the time mm. and what i now see in hindsight is that that was intentional because i never had the time to ask myself how are you doing yeah and yes. that, that will come back to bite you. I can promise you that because I ran from that for decades. Mm. But it will catch up with you. So you're better off to feel the feelings when you feel them and let them go. Just send mm. them along the stream. I think, and I think COVID, it's an awful thing, you know, and, you know, the poor people that have lost their lives. However, there's a lot of positive because what so many people including myself have realized because i was like you i was here there and everywhere traveling around doing conferences you know i was i was so busy and i was exhausted and stressed most of the time and what it's made me realize and and everybody else is you can work effectively from home whether you're in a corporate or you work for yourself you can still reach people across the other side of the globe because we've got zoom and we've got all these fantastic platforms um but I don't necessarily want to go back to that crazy, crazy life. Because, you know, life is going very quickly as it is but, and live every moment. But I want to also enjoy my family, you know, my social life, my downtime as well as, you know, I do work hard. And sometimes my husband will say, well, you, <laughs> you've been on that desktop too long. Come on, you know, you need to go out. And I think... He's right because um, you do need to have some time for you and you time do. to think. You yeah. really do. You really, really do. Um, I do want to go back. 
I do want mm. to go back into spaces where there's people because I am mm. an extrovert and I yeah. draw energy from, and it's not the same on Zoom. It's not the same. No, it's not. I agree. Mm. It's, it's just not the same. So I do want to go back into that kind of environment because yeah. that helps me. Um, but I need to go back into that environment because that's my passion and my purpose and not because that lifts me from the days when that's so why I can ignore the bad days. I mean, that's mm. the lesson there is 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 I, I want to go back into it cautiously. Um, I want to go back into it purposefully yes. and in a way that allows me to just go back into it to hide from everything else. Mm. Yeah, I do want to go back because I'm like you. I I really love being in front of of say live people, not not through a screen. And um, yeah, you get, but but they get so much more out of it as well. The engagement because. Yeah. That you're there in person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I still want to do that, but I don't want to go back to how it was a few years ago because it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. It was crazy, absolutely. And I would say the introverts here are saying, no, I don't want to go back. Yeah. Um, I, I, because the majority of my work is around personality preferences, self-awareness, adapting, connecting, mm. those, those, um, those kind of things. Using I use lots of tools. Um, and it's and it's by far and away my my um, my clients' preferences to use those. But um, I will say, if you have a lot of introverted energy, and I've spent a, a, a year and a half now exploring introverted energy, by <laughs> course, um, I will say you still need to go back to that. So you may prefer to have some space. You may prefer to not have everybody talking around you in the office or all the distractions or interruptions. Yeah. You may prefer not to have, you know, the, the personal, you know, connections and you don't care about everybody's personal life. So you don't want to be involved in that. You may prefer all of those things that, but going back into the office and connecting with people, being mm. seen for yes. who you are is a fundamental thing for us. Yeah. And so it may not feel so comfortable for you. It may be, it may be a lot more difficult to, to, to go back. Uh, than it would be for those of us who are extroverts. Mm. Although I'm just here to say it's still scary for the extroverts. Um, it is, yeah. yeah. It is, it really is. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But I know that I will slide back into it and the extroverts mm. happily slid out of it. So they, it'll be a bigger it'll be a bigger journey for, for the introverts going back into their office spaces. But, um, but you need to do it. And I would say don't avoid it. Do it when you can and, and just take steps and then notice how you feel because mm. the extroverts will drain you, no question, especially if you're with them all day and they haven't been with people for a long time, they will absolutely drain you. <laughs> yeah. But but you, you you do still need to go back into that and, and hiding behind technology, again, mm. like, like anything else, it will come back to bite you at some point. Um, and what, what can happen, and it's not only women, but it's especially women, is that we can start to shrink ourselves and be smaller and take up less space. Mm. Yeah, and definitely. There are places in your life when you will need to be expansive and feel comfortable and take up your space. And so the more that you can get into that practice, the easier that will be. It just will. Mm. So we, we've just come back to the studio in the last couple of weeks, to the dance studio that I go to. And uh, there are a lot of people there who are just, they're so happy because we have to have our own designated space that nobody else goes in. You know, we used to share an apparatus. Now we have to have our own. Yeah. You know, loud near us. And, and it's all very carefully orchestrated. 
but even just taking that small step is is easier and what will happen if i use that analogy is that over time we'll start to be able to share apparatus again and move in each other's space and all of those things if you try and go back then if you're an introvert and you you like to have your own space it's going to be infinitely harder to go back in it's like baptism of fire all of a sudden Mm. so ease your way back in while we're all easing our way back in that would be my advice yeah but it's scary isn't it like i mean we're actually used to people and we're like ah I know and I suppose because you're because we're so used to being in front of people different people every day of the week or whatever you know to be stuck at home and suddenly I'm not I was like I need to see somebody apart from my love them my you know my family but you know just being with my husband and my daughter and it's like help I need some other people to interact with um but you know and a lot of people have felt like that uh, but you know having not well I did I actually I did some face-to-face training in November mm. and then two weeks later we went back into lockdown so I actually got in front of my clients and I was like I don't know if I can do this but when I got in that room I just became I came alive yeah. and I remember coming home and saying to some of my other training friends you know colleagues oh my god i just it, it was like i came alive it's like i realized how much i'd missed it yeah. and and most of them haven't done any face-to-face at all I in a year and a half right so that that was like it was and also it was um leaving the house you know designated i had to be up at the crack of dawn but some um, you know getting dressed up putting my heels on and just going into london it was just fantastic amazing amazing no i haven't i haven't i haven't i can't actually see a time before september when i'll be in front of people i would Mm. love it if i was but my first in front of a live audience is going to be next month and that's performing burlesque so talk about going from hiding in my home to in front (laughs) of a live audience and dancing yeah. I mean, my head is exploding. I'm sure I'll feel great afterwards. My head is. Oh, like, you will. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I think you know, we're, our our work persona for you and I is where we're we're at our most strong and comfortable in a lot of cases. And I think, mm. I think if we can transfer that to other parts of our lives, then then we'll all be fine. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for oh. being in our community. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome to have a coffee with me any Monday you want. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I, as I say, I only signed up, say, Thursday, and you pinged me that. I thought, yeah, why not? Hey, you yeah. know, I love meeting new people, especially, like you said, we've got very similar backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's inspiring. When I hear the stuff that you've achieved, you think, wow, you know. I just love hearing success from other people. It's um yeah, so thank you for asking me today. I really enjoyed it. It's it's always a pleasure. You're welcome in to have coffee with us anytime. Uh I know this is uh I don't know, I think we're still on school break in the UK. Um, uh no, I thought oh, last week. I'm not last sure. Last week, yeah, here. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's um it's it's always it's always a bit a bit crazy, but uh, we have a lot of North Americans in our audience who will watch this on replay. So okay, so join us in the comments and uh, and you know just 
just let us know how your journey goes. Let us know how you're getting Thank on. Thank you. This yeah. Is to others. And also, if you're having a crap day, then and then let other people hold some of that for you. You know, that's the whole, that's that's my vision for this, mm -hmm. is that we, we just we hold each other, you know, yeah. whatever we need. So. so so as a member then, you know, I can obviously talk to other people, Um and vice versa they can come and find me so if they've yeah. listened to this and want to know where i am or who i yeah. am yeah okay yeah. so where will they find you um so where will they find you where will they what, find you where, 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 where do you hang out where, where do you? i hang out so i mean i'm based in bishop stalkford so i live near stansted airport and right. um i hang out so i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook i'm on instagram Amazing. and my business website which i'm um my old website because obviously i'm in the middle of like transitioning my business but the website is www.afcconsultants.co.uk and the book website if you if anyone's interested in limited beliefs and stuff like that that's www.behind-the-dash mask-book.com which is a bit of a mouthful and it's also on amazon so cool hold on a second I should be able to put that up right Behind yeah brilliant uh yeah that's it um, yes, brilliant amazing thank okay. you so uh, so check. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to check out the uh, behind the mask book um, because I can't believe that you're doing. I mean, this is like so. So so we're here in Confidence Through Cabaret. We use masks because cabaret. Oh, oh I've got a mask. Yeah. A lot of our imagery is masks, and then obviously um, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome, and we use masks there as mm -hmm. well. And then and then you've showed up in the community. <laughs> sharing your your practices and you've written a book about the mask yeah look i keep going the wrong way no, <laughs> yeah, there's, the, there's the mask oh it's beautiful yeah. oh congratulations thank you but um, yes it's been great because you know as i said i love meeting new like-minded people so thank you for the invite and uh for today and i wish you all the best with your burlesque next month and uh, I, you know, I'll follow you now on your um on the uh, community cabaret website. Right. Yeah, amazing, amazing. We're on everything. Oh, Facebook, we're, we're I mean, not website. YouTube. We're on podcast. We're on you name it. We're on everything. If you Google confidence or cabaret, you will find us. Except for Twitter, which is at ybyws and Clubhouse. I am at Heather ybyws, and those letters stand for our tagline, which is that it is your body. It's your world and it's your stage. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yep. All right. All the best. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Bye.